Being a new dad has caused me to do a lot of thinking. Kylie and I have spent a significant amount of time discussing the type of parents that we want to be. It takes us back to our roots, to our own childhoods, to the things that have made us who we are. Some of my fondest memories are gardening with my grandparents. Every year, my grandma would attempt to talk my grandfather into decreasing the size of their garden. But without fail, they would add another row of corn, a few more tomato and squash plants, and then they would always throw something new in the mix that they had never grown before just to keep it interesting. It always got bigger. It never got smaller. I would help them till the soil, plant the seeds, pick the vegetables, and, of course, pull weeds. There were always weeds to be pulled. In my opinion, it's the worst part of gardening. It's a task that, if left undone, it quickly gets out of hand. Before you know it, weeds can take over your garden. They can begin to crowd out your fruits and your vegetables. They can limit or even destroy your harvest. In our text this week, Jesus is again using another parable to describe what the kingdom of God is like. So let anyone with ears listen as we read Matthew 13, starting with the 24th verse. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, no, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers and they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. The good news according to the gospel of Matthew. What did you hear when we read this parable? Or maybe a better question is what did you focus on? What meaning did you draw from it? As Kathy talked about last week, Jesus spends a lot of time in this chapter telling people to listen. So I wonder, what did you hear? Maybe you focused on the slave's question. Where did these weeds come from? We've all felt this way. If not about our gardens or flower beds, about our lives. We look at the state of the world and wonder where all of the hatred, 
all the violence, all of the evil came from. No matter how hard we work or how well we insulate ourselves from the outside world, bad things happen to us. We can't make it through this life without being affected by the evil in the world. Maybe your attention was drawn to the evil one sowing the bad seed. Maybe you couldn't get past Jesus comparing himself to a man that had slaves. Or what it means that everyone was asleep. Maybe you're stressed out trying to decide if you're wheat or weed. Maybe you feel certain that you are a child of the kingdom. All of these are valid things to notice. And as I read through the scripture, there was one thing that kept sticking out to me. Jesus is a bad gardener. My grandma taught me, as I mentioned before, the importance of pulling weeds. Jesus isn't about to convince me that my grandma is wrong. We're talking about a lady that has grown over a thousand tomatoes in one summer multiple times in her life. She knows her stuff. I know Jesus' dad was a good gardener, but it doesn't seem like Jesus learned his dad's skills. So what did you hear? We hear Jesus' stories all the time. You have to listen to pastors like me talk about how disruptive Jesus was. I wonder if our familiarity with Jesus' stories keeps us from feeling and hearing the disruption of his teaching. Parables are disruptive. There isn't a single point. There are many points. They evolve with us. They force us to participate in making meaning out of them. Did you know that weeds are a major problem for farmers? On average, they lose over $33 billion a year to weeds, and they have to spend over $6 billion to try to control them. Farms used to be focused just on a single family or for a specific community. But thanks to technological advances leading up to World War II, we were able to develop nitrogen fertilizers that help us produce more crops because we had a lot of leftover material used for making bombs during the war. We also had a lot of extra oil and we were able to use that to create new herbicides to help us control weeds and protect our crops. As time went on, we've been able to create seeds that are resistant to herbicides like Roundup and 2,4-D. We can spray those on all of our crops and it only kills everything except for the crop. It helps us make more money, help us be more efficient, produce more food. But I find it interesting that before this parable, Jesus tells a story about soil. Right before he tells a story about weeds. Did did you know that there are over 9 billion microorganisms in one teaspoon of healthy soil? Those same microorganisms that are found in soil are also found in our gut. They produce the nutrients we need to be healthy. Things that help us prevent chronic illness and fight cancer. In our effort to kill weeds, we're creating bad soil. Destroying the microorganisms that allow us to be healthy people. I'm sure you've seen that chronic illness has been on the rise for many years now. Now, obviously, Jesus isn't talking about a real field of wheat. He's talking about people. We do our best to root out evil in the world. We work hard to make sure that the world is a better place. The problem is we listen, but we don't really hear. I love Ted Lasso, and it portrays a bunch of broken people trying to do their best to heal and become who they were created to be. One of the characters is Sam Obisanya. He's a Premier League football player that plays for AFC Richmond, and he's originally from Nigeria. 
In season three, episode seven, Sam takes a political stand. He calls out politicians for the way that they are treating refugees who are trying to flee to England for safety. We know the terrible things that people say when athletes take political stands. And because of his comments, someone vandalized the restaurant that he had just opened. They broke windows, they smashed furniture, they spray painted hateful messages all over the walls. Sam is obviously infuriated by this and at the moment that he expresses his frustration, his dad shows up and it goes like this. Samuel. still want to go see it. No, 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 I can't take you there. No, not the way it looks now. Do you know how long it will take you to reopen? I don't know if I will. Samuel. What? Why? For who? Just so somebody can go and trash it again. You do it for yourself. For your friend, Simi. For all those people who want a taste of home when they are away. Follow your heart, Samuel. Anger will only weaken you. Yeah, okay. But if you really want to piss off the people who did this, forgive them. What? Forgive them. Big whoop. Big whoop. Big whoop. My son, listen to me. Don't fight back. Fight forward. Some of you may be PO'd at me for using that clip, but it's honest, it's true. You'll just have to forgive me. Anger weakens you. Don't fight back, fight forward. When we see people do bad things or maybe just things that we disagree with, often our first instinct is to fight back, to call out what we consider sin in the lives of others, to do whatever we can to get rid of that evil thing. We're aiming for perfection after all, aren't we? We let our anger get control of us. We don't realize in our attempt to uproot evil, we're also uprooting ourselves. For gathering weeds would also uproot the wheat along with it. Martin Luther said it this way, simul justice et pactor, at once justice justified and a sinner. We are both wheat and weed, saint and sinner. We need not be too quick to classify ourselves as wheat and those who are different from us as weeds. We focus on the faults of others and focus on our own illusory idea of purity. We don't see the log in our own eye. Jesus isn't concerned about the weeds in the field of the world. He's concerned about his followers being loving, compassionate, forgiving, and patient. Just like my grandparents' garden, the kingdom of God only gets bigger. There is always a place for more love, for more grace, and for more people. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.